0: Bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis, and I'm always looking for ways to get good recipes from whole food ingredients. So I'm so excited to learn about Mia Moran. Her book is Plan Simple Meals, Get More Energy, Raise Healthy Kids, and Enjoy Family Dinner. That works for me. Hi, Mia. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This looks like such a beautiful book. I'm just, and you you. have such a lovely smile and all the food is so colorful and fabulous. You know, I was reading in the introduction, you write that six years ago you lost 65 pounds and you say that that's the least important part of the information you want to share in that book. I thought that was really cool because so many people are just like weight loss, weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. But what about just health? So talk to us about that.
1: Well, one I actually tell people all the time who are trying to deal with weight loss that I actually think it's a blessing because I feel like on the inside, whether you have weight to lose or not, you can still mess up your insides the same and weight's almost like a sign. So I was grateful, you know, in hindsight, I'm grateful for that sign. I had no idea at the time. Um, But, you know, I I jumped into it for the weight because that was really tangible. But what I immediately, what immediately happened and Mind you, I just have to be clear that I had done sort of different diets over the course of my life, for sure. I had never, you know, gained 85 pounds in a pregnancy before that moment, but, you know, I had other ups and downs of 10 pounds. But this was the first time that I really looked at the food, and it made just such a huge difference. And so just three days in, um, I had always taken medicine to get my period. I got that. I had seasonal allergies that I took Clarendon for every single day of my life. Those went away. I haven't taken that since. Looking back now, you know, or looking back a year in, I realized that every year I had gotten awful ear infections, one or two that landed me usually in the emergency room because
0: my eardrum would burst, oh my
1: and goodness. I would have take anti antibiotics. I haven't had an antibiotic since. So, you know, besides like the occasional Advil from like you know for joint pain or whatever, like I I just I haven't taken medicine in seven years, and that just so wasn't my life before this. Um, And I just, I had no idea that food had this power. Like I just literally, I didn't learn that.
0: (laughs) I love in the introduction, how you talk about, uh, you know, we all, you have a child who's upset and they had a hard day and you just want to take them to the bakery and comfort them. And there are other ways and they can be just as sweet. And I thought that was beautiful.
1: And not, that's not to say that that's easy, right? I mean, I feel like that's why I wrote the book because I know very well that that's hard. I have this, you
0: know, I know what an impact food can have, and I still
1: want to do that on Sundays.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, I want to jump into how this book works. This is great. You've got a seven-step plan, simple meal system. You have set your intention, find your food, uh, set a rhythm, plan for good meals, build your village, celebrate, tell your new story. This is just fabulous. Uh, Tell us, let's jump in. Let's talk about setting an intention and your intention. So,
1: yeah. So, I mean, I feel like my intention has changed for sure over the you know past seven years now. Um, and, you know, it started off simply with an intention to lose weight. And then I sort of needed to grow that a little bit bigger and it became about being healthy. Um, and then I had to loop my I realized I needed to loop my daughter in because I fully admit in the book and here that I was very self-centered when I started this because it was it was so overwhelming to me. I just had to focus on what I could do. Um, So I I feel like all along the way, there's been a different intention, but without feeling that like in my core, without knowing that I really needed to do this, it's really hard to make a choice about what you should eat because the world is totally stacked against us, right? Like everywhere we go, marketers have the stuff like right at the eye level or, you know, we shop when we're hungry. And of course, you see all those things that you intellectually think might be good but you know that you don't that won't really serve you you
0: can't even go to a bank without them giving your kid a lollipop it makes me insane right
1: (laughs) i know well that's funny because uh, i don't know cancer awareness month happened one month and my bank usually has green lollipops and for that month they had pink lollipops and i'm like why, like, sugar is, like, connected to cancer. Like, why would you give away pink lollipops? Yeah. <laughs> and artificial
0: flavors and all the other crap in yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really ridiculous. But, yeah, so it is, it is definitely stacked. So when you set your intention, you need to think about the whole world, right, in terms of the food, what your well, kids you, see, what you see. I feel
1: like you you zero in on whatever is meant you, whatever you need to zero in on that moment. And sometimes it might be a health issue. Sometimes it might be weight. Sometimes it might be about a child. Um, but you know, and it can be simple. It doesn't have to be complicated, but we kind of have to remind ourselves like that's the nature of human habit. We have to remind ourselves of that pretty regularly so that we can stay the course that we want to, because we've set this intention and we want to do it. But we can so easily be thrown off course with a sick kid or a snow day or, you know, what all these things that come into our life that sort of mess with our systems.
0: Yeah, it's so true. So once you set your intention, find your food. I like that. Well, so
1: I kind of feel like, you know, the, the two things that have been proven for, you know, sort of across the board that sugar is addictive and pretty bad for us. Yes. Yeah, it's in everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And that fruits and vegetables can make a huge difference. So, you know, 10 servings a day can actually prevent diseases. So those two things, like there's many medical studies on, they're not quite, for whatever reason, known or believed or, you know, adhered by every day, but like those two are given. So the book actually is also gluten-free and dairy-free because those were two things that made a huge difference in my life. Um, And I know that that, you know, that might not resonate for everybody. Um, That just ended up being what healed me. But I just think it's like, it's a tool. It's like cooking Italian or cooking, you know, Asian food. You know, you you learn different kinds of food. And so there's no, there's nothing bad about a raw vegan brownie. It's just the kind of food. And it just happens to be healthy and, and, you know, not not have sugar and bad things. So I guess we, what we really have to do is just become aware and play with the food so we can clearly tune into our bodies to what feels good and and figure it out for ourselves instead of hearing from our pediatrician and our mother and the latest article in O Magazine. You know, like I feel like we're getting all these outside things of what we should eat now. And if you look at your lifetime, if you were to look at like media over your lifetime, that changes all the time, like what's hot, you know, what, what we should do now. Um, but we can really tune into our bodies to tell, and so that's kind of what I mean is just giving yourself the space, the time, the, you know, the rhythm, the rituals that can really get you figuring out what makes you feel good because nobody doesn't want to feel good.
0: Oh, exactly. Well, you just mentioned the word rhythm, so talk to us about step three, set a rhythm.
1: So I think that's kind of the most important part, and I feel like rhythm and plan can be intertwined because depending on personality, it's sort of like which comes first. Um, but the idea behind rhythm is, you know, you, you have this strong intention, you have this, um, you start to figure out what your food is and, you know, you start to fit that into your life. But if you, if you don't create a rhythm around it, if you don't let it fit into your life, it's really hard to succeed. And so a lot of times with kids things like little league practice happen at dinner time. You know, here I live in New England, and right now a lot of kids do ice hockey, and literally sometimes those times are impossible to have a meal around because, you know, everyone's fighting for the space. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so we we sort of end up creating these lives that are too busy to eat well. Um, And so I think it's some combination of figuring out how we simplify our lives so, we, you know, if food is important to us, which, you know, I'm hoping it is, you know, I hope it becomes increasingly so, um, so that we we can fit it into our lives, you know, so we can streamline our lives so maybe they're not as busy at the time, so we need to be thinking about food. But then also, when we are busy, that we're creating a rhythm so that we can, you know, make food in advance or, you know, have an easy dinner on a day that's busier and really start to think about it um organically as a whole because a lot of times it's like oh i really want to cook out of that cookbook tonight and we come up with this like complicated thing and it's on the day where our husband is traveling we have to drop off three kids at three different places you know and that's impossible that won't work that will make us miserable and this isn't about making us miserable um this is about making us healthy
0: <laughs> yeah completely and it can be hard and that's why step 4 plan for good meals you really do need to plan yeah
1: Um, The the planning part is essential, and the part that goes sort of crosses between plan and rhythm is how the whole book is organized, which I have found one of the most helpful tools, both in my own sanity and in getting my kids to eat a wide variety of food, um, is to actually assign, you know, a kind of food to a day and to a meal. So, I don't know, today, I don't know, today's Thursday, and it's porridge day in our house, so in the morning. I always make some sort of oatmeal or quinoa, you know, Um, and tonight is soup night. So I'll be making a soup. And what I found is that a lot of people are like, I can't be that rigid or, you know, constrictive. But I pick those nights in my house based on, you know, how busy I am on those days. Um, And then what I find is if it's soup night, like before I started all this, I would be like, I would be picking what I was making from a list of like the four things I knew how to make or the four things I knew my kids would eat. Exactly. But when I have soup night, I'm like, okay, what could I make? Like, how could I make them like something that they haven't liked before? Like, what would I puree it in the soup? You know, could I find a new recipe? And I really start to like push myself to cook better food, cook, you know, different food and push them just a little bit so that I'm growing their repertoire of food at the same time.
0: Yeah, that makes so much sense. It makes me laugh because yesterday I went to like two of my go-tos. I do like grass-fed organic meat. I do have to admit it. And mm-hmm. I made, no uh, worry. I made. yeah, I, I, t- I got organic leeks and mushrooms. I sauteed them in avocado oil tons Yum. of leeks, tons of mushrooms and just, you know, just a little bit of beef. And then I, you know, but my husband's like burnout. So he comes home and I made some brown rice and I had it for him. And he's like, you know what, hon, I'm just going to make a peanut butter sandwich. I'm like, what? And he goes, look, you know, I, I love you, but honestly, cause I can eat that every day because I like, I'm more paleo in the way I eat. So I don't eat the rice. I just feel better. And I'll have a big salad and some avocado, like a yeah. very high fat, healthy fat, Whereas he is yep. like a grains guy, you know? Uh, so, but then I also made um, a spaghetti sauce. I use the other part of the grass fed organic beef with beef with that tons of garlic. And I'm like, oh, if I had just made some pasta, he would have been happy. <laughs> but he was a good was, sport about it.
1: <laughs> I love that. And I love that he made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And yeah. that's actually one of my favorite um, meals. That's, one of the dinners in the books is rice bowl night. Mm, nice. Um, and I love that because it, solves a little bit that problem so in our house um, I don't eat the animal protein as you just pointed out but my three kids well two of my three kids will my seven-year-old just declared herself a vegetarian but that's oh, nice um, yeah, yeah I don't know where I, I do know where that came from her mother but <laughs> anyway and but the other three my husband and my other two kids will eat animal protein and like for example I love mushrooms but nobody else does so on rice bowl night I'll sort of make a grain um, and maybe some sort of protein, sometimes it's plant based, sometimes it's beans, but sometimes it'll be, you know, chicken or whatever in a bowl, and then three or four different kinds of veggies, and everyone puts it together in a
0: bowl. So those of us
1: who are more veggie based can fill our bowls more veggie based, like, you know, the kids always like to put a good base of rice, Um, but then they're learning to really change the color of that bowl, just because I'm modeling it, you know what I mean? Oh, that makes so much sense. I love that. Yeah. And over time, it's made a big difference and helps with that issue of like, we all crave slightly different things, which is natural.
0: Speaking of craving something natural, I want to talk a little bit about our fantastic sponsor Organifi. I love berries, but often buying organic berries is expensive and they spoil quickly. What if you can get a wonderful antioxidant boost from your favorite berries in a drink that happens to be a juice powder. Well, look no further than Organifi's Red Juice. Organifi Red Juice is a superfood red juice powder. It's packed with antioxidants, immune-boosting herbs. It tastes great. And all you have to do is open it up, pour it in your water or your almond milk. I'm a big fan of coconut milk beverage and it tastes amazing. It's got 11 superfoods. It's quick and easy nutrition on the go, which we all love. And again, that those red colors, you want that. That is so good for your overall health. So be sure to check out Organifi.com. And when you see the code, it says, you know, use code. You want to save 20%. Put in Talk Healthy. So again, use the code Talk Healthy. Go to Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. All right, Mia, let's jump into Build Your Village. That is step five. So again, folks, if you miss the other steps, you can go back, but stay for now. Let's talk about what does that mean, Build Your Village?
1: So it can mean a lot of things. <laughs> um, I think it starts it starts back at the beginning with really getting clear yourself on your intention you know as the caregiver, as the mom or the dad or the person who's in charge of food in a household um, or you know just the person in charge um, and getting clear on yourself and then you know if you have kids, then really get it you know building your family first, so building a vi- village could be as simple as committing to family dinner. Um, you know, more than you are now. So if you're, if you never have it, then start with one day a week. If you're having it three times a week, then add another one. If you say you're having it all the time, but then you, when you really think about it, somebody's always missing, like maybe there's a night where you can actually all be together. So building that is, is definitely important. And what I found most helpful is just really walking your talk. Like it really does all start with you. Yes. Um, and when you do that, you find that like you won't, you know, you won't go to a party and want to eat the cake and the brownies and yeah. the crackers and cheese. Like you just won't because you don't feel good, but you'll start to bring your own thing and people will love it. Um, you know, if you follow good recipes and make it really good. Uh, what I found is people gravitate toward it and love it. Um, and you start to get you know fans and and i'm not even saying like i'm saying that this happened way before i made a business or thought about writing a book i would just notice that people wanted that food they wanted new ideas they wanted it to be they wanted to go to a party and leave feeling well and so you know people will start to ask questions of you and i feel like a lot of times when we're trying to get healthy we feel bad when we go into those situations yes you know like people are we're going to be rude because we're not going to want to eat everything that they have so Either we shouldn't go or we should just eat what they have that night and then not feel good. But, but, pe- but people want this. And the more we can, like, show up authentically, the more we start to create this group of people around us, you know, who want the same thing. And very organically over the course of seven years, like, I can name, you know, six or seven families who we can definitely go out together, eat together at either person's house. And they're serving us, like, in a way, you know, we have um, two pretty specific allergies in our house. So sometimes I'm not trusting of outside of situations. Oh, definitely. But, but I'm totally trusting of these people because they've kind of been with us on the journey, and, and they're our tribe, they're our community. Um, and then, the the like, the bigger part of all of that is that I really feel like if health is important to us, we really can't feel bad about it, especially right now. I don't know, I'm totally pumped after you know, the current election and that the March and my daughter went and made these hats. It was just like, it was so amazing to see groups of women gather Totally. and I really do feel like the only way we're going to change the state of our standard American diet is like one person at a time being totally authentic about what they're doing and just sort of spreading it. Like it's gotta be a grassroots movement. Like nobody in the government is going to all of a sudden change the schools and change the rules and doctors aren't all of a sudden going to understand. Like, it really has to start from us. Um, and we will create this amazing community that will shift everything.
0: Oh, you are fantastic. God, oh, you got me so excited. <laughs> you got me wanting to celebrate good time, step six. All right, so step six is awesome. celebrate. All right, let's chat. What, what? 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 I love to celebrate.
1: So, like, I think that with food, we can be really hard on ourselves, right? Like, oh, yeah you know it's the worst. Year, especially <laughs> right now it's january right and so everyone's made these new year's resolutions and mm-hmm. you know maybe they didn't start on time or they did it for a week and then they gave up and or it's like a lot of time has gone by and basically if you looked back you've gotten so much healthier over some span of time but we are so hard on ourselves and we don't we don't give our time we don't celebrate like what we have accomplished especially as women and so That's kind of like the first part of that chapter is really just celebrating the small moments, knowing that drinking eight glasses of water a day is like an awesome, totally doable change that we can all do. And you should celebrate like getting to bed on time. Like it doesn't all have to be complicated to be healthy. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, definitely. Some of it
1: we just know about. (laughs) Um, And that chapter goes on. to talk about, you know, actual celebrations and coming together and, you know, family dinner is a really important part of that, just coming together as a, as a family or a group of friends. It's funny, I, I met this whole group of people, I was on my book tour, um, who come together like it's family dinner, but actually they're in college.
0: Oh, how fun. Um,
1: so I just feel like that table, like the idea of that table and coming together around, especially healthy food and the conversation is just, is so important and really honoring that as a celebration each day is just a really it's a really great way to stick to eating healthy food um because it's so important it's funny because a lot of people just say well it doesn't really matter what we eat couldn't we just order pizza (laughs) but (laughs) food does affect how we act you know so we talked a lot about like disease and stuff but like my kids know like that if they eat certain foods they go off the wall and that doesn't help when you're trying to sit around a table, right? Obviously, they're going to start, like, <laughs> jumping up and not acting. So so it does kind of, like, the two go together very nicely, like, the food and the how you eat it.
0: Yeah, they definitely um, do. You know, I want to move on to step seven. And I'm going to have you back a lot because I think you're wonderful. And we're only going to <laughs> we, have a few minutes to jump into the recipe. So that's another reason okay. you have to come back. So tell us step seven. Tell your new story. And then share one of your favorite breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snack recipes with us in the last few okay. minutes. Okay.
1: Okay, so um, share your story is really that actually the community-building part that I already said, which is that you just can't, you know, you have to, like, this is nothing you should keep to yourself. Like, the only way this is going to change is if we're all telling our individual stories about health because that's the only thing that's going to break a lot of the molds that we've come to understand over time, many of which, you know, just simply aren't true. Um, So that's the tell your story part. And then... My favorite recipes. So my personal favorite recipe as a grown person, and I have to admit it's grown on my children. <laughs> um, so two of them love it too. My favorite way to start the day is a green smoothie. Um, and my favorite version of that is kale or spinach with mangoes, pineapples, um, a little bit of mint and water. Mm, so easy. Nice. delicious. Yeah,
0: I've had those. Those are great. That sounds awesome. Yeah.
1: So, um, my favorite lunch, my favorite, easy favorite lunch, like that I can have while I'm on the computer doing work or, you know, helping kids or whatever is I, I you know, I'm gluten free. So I get these big brown rice tortillas and I'll spread hummus on it or mm. one of the dips out of my book. Um, cause I go through a lot of ways you can bake quote unquote hummus. Oh,
0: cool. Um,
1: and then I'll just throw like more greens than you could possibly imagine on top of it and kind of squish it together. So I have like you know, maybe four or five cups of of lettuce or greens on top of it. And, you know, I'll eat it like a taco. So that makes me feel good about that. And I think my favorite dinner, to be honest, is what I've already explained, which is rice bowls, Um, because I really do feel like it opens everyone's palates and it's easy and it gets everybody sitting. It just serves all these multiple purposes um, that really make dinner work, both from a food standpoint and a sitting standpoint and all that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, cool. And then what about snacks?
1: Okay. Snacks. What's my favorite snack? So right now our favorite snack is taking almond butter and dipping apples in it. Mm, Um, That's my kid's favorite snack. So easy. And then smoothies are like the bomb. So I talked about green smoothies, but smoothies are, I think the best way to kick sugar, um, and dairy and they're naturally gluten-free. Um, So I use a lot of, like, nuts in my smoothies and dates to sweeten them. And I feel like, you know, I can make a, a, you know, pumpkin pie tasting one with a sweet potato. And I use raw cacao all the time to make sort of chocolate, peanut buttery tasting things. And to me, that's, like, the most decadent, yummy thing. um, And so easy because all you have to do is turn
0: on a blender (laughs) and (laughs)
1: throw the right things into it and turn the blender on and voila.
0: Mia, you are fantastic. The book is Plan Simple Meals, Get More Energy, Raise Healthy Kids, and Enjoy Family Dinner. Tell us all the ways that we can learn more about you and your fantastic book.
1: So my website is the same as the book. It's Plan Simple Meals. Um, You can go there. There's lots of recipes on there. There's also a link to get the book. When you get the book, it also comes with all, my whole thing is planning. So I do Mm -hmm. make a lot of I have a lot of planning sheets that go with the book. So when you get the book, you've got to come back to the site um, and tell me that you've bought it. And then you get all these amazing sheets so you can, make, so you can actually make it happen so it doesn't end up another cookbook on your shelf.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Um,
1: so, yeah, and, and I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook mostly, all under Plan Simple Meals.
0: Well, I will find you. You're a gem. Mia, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. What a fun conversation.